Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of On Air. This is season two, episode three, and today we are going to be discussing mental health and especially mental health with social media because two of them are very hot topics these days and they kind of coincide with one another, whether we like it or not. So we're going to get into all of that, but before that, we are going to do a little weekly recap with like pop culture, some scandals, celebrity news, all that good stuff. So let's get into it amazing honestly just finished the super bowl and the super bowl was almost overshadowed by one of the biggest so-called celebrity breakups of this year which is megan fox and mgk where i guess she i don't want to like butcher the story but she deleted all the photos from him off of her social media and then she posted some cryptic um quote from beyonce about somebody being like unfaithful with was there more details to this that i'm missing it was the lemonade album lyric yeah like the, i could smell the dishonesty on your yeah. breath i don't know the exact lyrics but it was something along those lines <laughs> and then i guess she deleted her instagram altogether and then today supposedly they were seen coming out of a mar- like a relationship counselor's office did you see this i actually in la yeah this is just like two hours ago i saw it on twitter and she was looking very disheveled and crying and stuff. So yeah. I think that they should break up and stay broken up because I feel like this is just toxic. And yeah. the relationship did what it needed to do, which was kind of gave her like a little bit of a career revival. Because mm. for so long she was like, you know, married to Brian Austin Green and stuff. And I feel like she kind of cut her career a little bit short by becoming like the mom, the wife, all that stuff. Not to say that that's not an important role Mm -hmm. but I feel like her dating MGK who's like four years younger or something kind of gave her more of like an edge I guess and almost like rebranded her for a little bit Mm -hmm. so I feel like now that's done like let's go to the next level Megan because Mm -hmm. I feel like just when you read different things about the relationship it just seems like it's very tumultuous and I don't think that's good yeah I'm also just, like, really excited about her single era. Me too. Like, yes. everyone needs, like, a poppin' single era when you're <laughs> yeah. at the peak of your career. Yeah. To, like, everyone's watching, what yeah. is she gonna do next like, kind of thing. can we all just agree that Megan Fox is one of the baddest bitches of all time? 100%. Of all time. Like, it's like she, it's like the face that launched a thousand copycats. It's like the black mm. hair, the blue eyes, like the bad, like, bad girl vibes. And I feel like yes. mm-hmm. so many people have tried to kind of follow and emulate it yeah. yeah but she's just like she's just so gorgeous and I feel like she looks amazing and she never really had like a single phase she 100%. was with yeah. the first guy and then she literally went right from that to this so it's like she needs to kind of just be single yeah mm-hmm. do you know if she was dating anyone during like Transformers era when like she was like the yeah, icon of she? beauty. I think that's when she was dating her now ex-husband, yeah. but like she always kind of kept him not in the spotlight with her because they wanted her to appear maybe like single More or single. something. <laughs> yeah. Right. Cause she was like, I don't even know, like for lack of a better word, like I keep saying icon, but like she was like the symbol of like yeah. sex. And it was like yes. the sex symbol yeah. of sex like symbol. that era, like the early 2000s, mid 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. she's a legend. Jennifer's she is body. a legend. Yeah. That was way earlier, too. I know, but like oh, yeah. that's what like kicked it off. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> oh, my God. And then she became a bu- blockbuster queen. Yeah. 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 But yeah, so drama. 
drama. Uh. <laughs> and it's like she's grown. Like I feel like she's like she's not like a little girl. Like she's like a grown woman. She's dropped dead gorgeous. She looks better than ever. And she, you know, got enough press and got like enough like whatever. And I feel like she could kind of just only go up from here. Like who's he gonna date after her, to be honest? Like, no one. Like, the fact that she was even with MGK yeah. in the first place. She's, like, doing him a favor, you know? Yeah. Like, I feel like she will only upgrade and he will only downgrade. A hundred percent. And, like, the fact that supposedly he might have cheated on her, it's, like, I know we should never even say this because even when the same thing <laughs> happened with, like, Emily Ratajkowski's loser ex-husband cheating on her, mm-hmm. we're all, like, how could you cheat on Emily Ratajkowski? Well, we shouldn't really say that because it implies that, like, the woman being drop-dead gorgeous is going to stop the scumbag guy from cheating and we all know it has like nothing to do with women but like again this is like the case of like if you really did cheat on megan fox how could you fucking cheat on megan yeah. fox literally you know what i mean it's like, like the tales all this time yeah like exactly. are you serious yeah yeah so hopefully she just it's bye-bye. crazy too because i feel like that was the first relationship in a while where like both of them needed a little revival yeah because mgk Mm. was just recently becoming popular again and he's done some horrible stuff yeah in his career so like he needed her and she i would argue that he needed her more than she needed him for sure yeah it's just crazy like she's she can do so much better and we all know it so much so speaking of Emrata, did anyone see the Emrata and Eric, Eric Andre pics with, like, that just dropped photo. today? <laughs> oh my god, like of them nude? Yeah. I didn't know there you were didn't new see ones. That? Yeah. Oh my god, no, like they literally just dropped today. Like a couple hours ago. Like oh they're my iconic. God. Why was that not on my Snap Discover Snapchat? No, like, literally. <laughs> oh, and also speaking of both of these different couples, do you guys think <laughs> that Megan Fox might end up dating Pete Davidson? I think so. Yes. Like, because that's the new prediction. That's the new thing. Yeah. Like you have to date Pete, Pete Davidson. and MGK yeah. friends? So is that like... You're are right. they? Yeah, I they are. so. They're, all, they're be even better. That's how Kim met yes. Pete. Because they all... They, were, they used to be like best uh, friends. Went to Disney together yeah. or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Dang. that might be a little... Messy. Yeah, messy. It'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. And then also like to touch on like more pop culture, like I feel like we have to weigh in on Michaela. Oh yeah. yeah. I feel like that's next. The controversy. Yeah. Like I don't know. Do you know the the full story? Abigail? Yes, with the eyelashes and yeah. stuff. Yeah. I think it's like it's for me it's just so stupid. Honestly. Mm-hmm. She's probably getting paid a ton, so she probably did put fake lashes on whatever she's thinking of it as from like a standpoint of like you know i want this to be like amazing it's a huge brand obviously l'oreal is like you know Mm -hmm. an og in the makeup industry so she maybe jazzed it up with like a little bit of special effects with the fake eyelashes on the end whatever is it really like i feel like the punishment doesn't fit the crime like right you know but again people just her sorry i didn't mean to cut you off but just her her channel is all reviewing makeup. Yeah. So right. I feel like it like <clears throat> almost lost her some validity from her, her viewers of like, yeah. like I was one of those people who was like, well, if she loves it, I love it. And yeah. like now I'm sort of like, hmm, I don't know how much I believe her anymore. And I feel yeah. like it's that. It's, I don't think it's worth the like, fuck her or like whatever, but it's like, yeah. Eh, do I want to buy anything that she promotes again? Totally. Which is not a good look for an influencer. That's your no. number one goal yeah. is to sell products. And so. I think that that's like her whole appeal. Like you kind of said, it's like her being so authentic and she's not this typical cookie cutter like supermodel she's like girl next door you know and everyone kind of 
mm-hmm. values her opinion because it's always it always seems like it's 100 percent genuine so i think that that maybe kind of watered it down a little right. bit or you know it's like what else are you possibly and people are like are you a sellout you know now right. you're just getting bigger and you're gonna just take yeah. these checks from people but did you hear the theory too that people theorize that the brand was in on it and mm. like it was like a whole pr stunt because at the end of the day what did people do yeah every beauty tiktoker out there bought the product, bought product yeah themselves. they're like okay i guess i need to try it out and yeah. it became like a whole trend to try True. out the controversial yeah. mascara so right like, mm-hmm. i bet you that brought in more sales than if she then, like genuinely did an yeah. like, organic <laughs> post for them for and sure. yeah. yeah yeah so honestly moral of the story l'oreal is winning. Yeah. Once again. Yeah, it's only going to win exactly. after all this. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And then what was the other thing we were going to talk about? Why is my brain already forgetting? Um, it was MGK. MGK. L'Oreal. <laughs> L'Oreal. Yeah. We talked about the Jeffree Star thing, but we weren't going to dive into that. No, it wasn't Jeffree Star. Star. Thing. Jeffree Star was, oh my God, like, I oh, swear. You, new season of you. Oh, the new oh. season of you. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I just started this like two days ago. I don't know why. I just cannot get into the season that much i think it's just because i have no idea and they also split up the season so it's like five episodes and then there's a break until the middle of march and then it's the other rest of the season but i don't know why i just keep kind of like there's all these new characters there's nobody that's the same except for joe obviously um but did you guys see it I haven't watched it yet. I'm actually yeah. starting it tonight. I've been waiting. Yeah. I started with my boyfriend on the on Valentine's <laughs> Day, but I've heard, I mean, people are saying it's really good, but this might be a little derailed real quick and not talking about the season because I haven't watched it yet. But have you heard all the like gossip about how they're saying, um, what's his name? Penn Badgley, who plays Joe, uh-huh. said he won't do any more intimate scenes. Yeah, I saw that. But I don't, everyone oh, I is that. now like, is now no, conspiracizing everyone... and being like, well, do you think it means that he cheated and now he's on a tight leash and like <gasps> da 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 da? Oh, I also I saw someone that. saying it was problematic and they were like, it's on him that he can't control himself. And I'm like, <laughs> what? what? Like, yeah. it's so weird. It's it's causing a lot of controversy. That though, is so weird. That is very interesting. I've heard stories similar to that of this like one actor. He's like not well known, but he did a movie once. I don't even remember his name, but he literally got the producers director whatever to hire his wife as the significant other in the film just so that he could do a like a love scene or whatever yes with his wife and it's like it gets to a point where it's like dude this is your craft like acting is a craft acting is your job like if it's not real yeah then then what does it matter yeah like especially like think about people in the like adult industry like the porn industry yeah like, yeah they are quite literally having sex with other people and probably are in relationships <laughs> yeah they are quite literally having. well sex i would imagine them. it's most and i don't want to say that he's not a good actor penn badgley or whatever right. his name is mm-hmm. but i feel like the actors who are like even higher up you never hear this discussion about them you know what i mean so mm-hmm. not to say he's like a lower level of an actor but yeah. you would never hear like christian bale or like leonardo dicaprio like talking well i mean right. wow yeah <laughs> unless it was somebody That's under 25 topic. years old you would be good with doing but you know what i mean though these like really you know critic mm-hmm. like these acclaimed mm-hmm. people you would never ever hear this kind of discussion with i don't think yeah right? I, oh go ahead i don't know though i feel like i hear about a lot like angelina jolie and brad pitt for example like they got together because they were acting in whatever in a, mr yeah. and mrs smith yeah, yeah in that movie. that movie and so it's like i feel like it's not something that is totally out of the question because it also like goes into like 
while like you are having to put yourself in that headspace yeah. with that person. Right. And it's true. Yeah. It's, it's not even just the intimacy too. It's like in the movies or on a TV set, like you're probably trying to uh, increase your, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, <laughs> chemistry. Or chemistry something? with yeah, that person. Yeah. And so like, I listen to a lot of p- podcasts now about like rewatching shows and they're always like, we spent so much time together off screen to yeah, make our on screen chemistry better. So even if you're not like in a sex scene or even like having to do anything, physical kiss, anything like you're still spending time together to have that, like, just personal yeah. connection that yeah. seems realistic on screen exactly. and that can some, then you're hanging out with that one person all the time and then you're mm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> totally i mean i think that's like a testament to like why like relationships with like actors and celebrities and like a lot of these people who their career is to be in these intimate settings it's like a lot of these relationships don't last because mm. they're constantly like hopping around yeah. also yeah. this is like another topic with Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis and the whole mm. Reese with their spoon oh, yeah, thing. I saw that. Yeah. He was like, wasn't he like worried about doing a lot of press with the yeah. Reese? Because he was like, no, my wife is Mila. I love Mila. Like, yeah. Like, mm. let's not get it and twisted. He was like scared people were going to say they were having an affair or something. Right. But Mila Kunis was like, you guys need to act like you like each other in these press like things. The red yeah. carpet pictures, they're like not touching yeah. each other, like <laughs> arms down at their sides. Like, it's so awkward. Yeah. But that, see, like, honestly, when we think about PR stunts, <laughs> my brain is always there um <laughs> but like that's like another thing it's like that just made me want to watch that movie more yeah. so i'm like mm. okay like they're True. not doing this in the, their press junkets but mila's weighing in on it being like do yeah. it and right. then like ashton's just being his goose, goofy self so i'm yeah. like okay now i want to watch the movie right? do they have chemistry <laughs> yeah so these might all be like on you know planned and stuff on purpose right. these like little like news things that they planned god it's so it's all mystery and that's why pop culture is so fascinating (laughs) (laughs) oh my god so do we want to get into today's topic or do we want to is there anything else that we're missing i'm trying to think okay wait this is something like totally random i don't even think we had it on our list but there's like this viral video going around of some lady i don't know who she is she's like a journalist or something saying talking about Okay, why did Rihanna, Rihanna had all these songs she could have performed. Why did she choose to play All of the Lights, which is with Kanye West, after his whole year of bashing the Jews? If this was like any other, you know, group that somebody had attacked, they would like cancel the person who was like still supporting Mm -hmm. them. What do we think of this? Weren't there several songs she's saying that? Yeah, that Kanye Kanye features. First of all, Kanye like produced and has produced so, so much many music. songs yeah like especially her career especially yeah. with rihanna i like I, that's what the super bowl performance made me realize i'm like oh my god like he has been on like all of her songs for sure she didn't play the part that he rapped yeah yeah like she just sang her little part and it's for him to like for us to song. cut him out yeah. completely of like any kind of involvement is going to mm. be almost yeah. Impossible. impossible yeah with like music art just like you know culture like in general i feel like he's Mm -hmm. influenced so many things that it's like okay that's really reaching and i don't think it was intentional that it i think like the super bowl is about the biggest hits and obviously rihanna has several and i think she was like kind of trying to reach every audience like i think those songs that have those kanye features maybe hit a different audience that like pondu replay doesn't hit that like you know like that kind of hit a different kind of audience like which songs are like the most like like, recognizable sing along yeah you know when did this get popular what who was listening to it like yeah. i think it's so formulated form no for yeah. sure Some word like that formulaic yeah. that they're like 
you know, this has to hit the right people at the right yeah. time. Kind of thing. So I feel like, especially in the stadiums, like you yeah. have that energy and it's like certain songs will just ignite it even more. Yeah. And like, like all, all of the, all lights, of the lights, lights, huge sports. Yeah. yeah. Like they play huge. that a lot in like warm ups and yeah. like in sports all the time. So what I feel cool like they tried to moment. use like, cause they, she didn't, we were just talking about this too. She didn't mm-hmm. sing anything off anti, like any of the like R and B kind of like slower. Yeah. Like, like it what was is she all play? These... Like love the way you lie. Like, right. no, right. Right. Like, and let's not forget, like, when she sang All of the Lights, the whole stadium was lit up. Yeah. Like, so it, just it was a perfect song yeah. to play in that play. moment. Yeah. Um, and it's so good, like, for production. Yeah. Like, right. when you're watching it on TV and they can do so much with, with the, the lights. Se- yeah. Like. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And with her being pregnant, maybe she tried to go for more songs that could be yeah. more production heavy and less, like, mm. performance heavy. That's so you know? true. If she was going to do a nod to Kanye, I feel like, if anything, she would have done, like, Famous. Because that oh. was, like, yeah. her big song sure. with Kanye. Oh, and that was that everywhere. Song. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't think there was any malintent from Riri. Like, I think she really no. was yeah. just working with what she had. And... I have heard a lot of like negativity surrounding like the songs she chose, but honestly, like at the end of the day, like sorry, she has so many hits that yeah. she can't yeah. choose. <laughs> she has what eight albums, and she has out? a whole team that goes over all of the stuff that like exactly thinks mm-hmm. all of this through very thoroughly. It's the Super Bowl. It's yeah. not like a tour set list where she's exactly. like, "Well, my fans like." She has to like think about the general population yeah, of this. Country. This isn't a Rihanna <laughs> concert where everybody in the stands are her fans and they're yeah. diehard and, and will the millions like of people watching. And it's she has to go with like you know the most mainstream marketable. Totally. Okay. And those dancers, like we have to work with oh. songs that are they can dance yeah, to. For sure. And that was Diamonds, that was Rude Boy. Like Yeah. It's mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like she did an amazing job and she can do no wrong in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> did you like that little riff I did? There? I loved it. Yes. <laughs> okay, Rihanna. Your big Call moments. Me Rihanna. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, did you actually know it was pronounced Rihanna? Everyone no. pronounces her name wrong. If you watch any interview I, where she introduces herself, she'll call herself Rihanna. Oh my god! Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's like what do they call it? The the Mandela effect. Yes, it's literally the Mandela. <laughs> like, effect. I'm sorry, you've been famous forever. Why are you letting everyone say your name wrong? Like <laughs> what? Guys, the thing is, is I don't think she like let's i don't think she wants people to pronounce her name wrong i think the world just like went with rihanna yeah and no exactly one can look yeah like go back on it yeah right oh my god okay guys so we are getting back into talking about today's topic which is mental health this is something i really don't touch base on that much so i actually have my team um who prompted some questions with a little q a on my story recently and we picked our favorite i think it's like 10 to 15 questions so let's get into it yes you guys want to do me? the first get one into it. yeah yeah go ahead <laughs> okay this one's like a good one i okay. think because i'm always curious about this but what's your morning routine like and why is it so important to you okay so i definitely think that the way you spend your morning kind of sets the tone for the day and one thing that really causes me like the worst anxiety is whenever I feel rushed. And a lot of the time that feeling of being rushed comes down to me just wanting to sleep in longer. So I'm like, okay, stop hitting the snooze button, get up. Because I feel like if you have a slow morning, it kind of just sets the tone like that, you know, you're going to be able to do everything throughout the day without feeling rushed and anxious. Um, And another thing that I do not do is I don't look at my phone within like the first 90 minutes of waking up. Like I'll just use it to 
maybe um, I use this one app called the Superhuman app that has all these guided meditations. So I'll use it for something like that or I'll put on music, but I don't ever go on social media or check my email or even look at TMZ that early in the morning because you just never know what's going to like, what you're going to be bombarded with that early on. And I feel like we're just always, you know, hit with all these different things that if we the first thing we do once we wake up, once our eyes open is just check all of that stuff. It's like kind of like sensory overload. And I feel like that's a key to me is just not first 90 minutes of the day, no social media, no emails, no news. So I love that. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Being with yourself to start yes, off your day. Exactly. Like like I a, like truly could not do that. Like I'm, I might have to take that advice because yeah. it's that, it's that conversation about like, it's, this is like all related, but like, we're constantly consuming nowadays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We are, like, as humans, constantly consuming content that is, like, melting our brains. Yeah. So you being able to, like, turn yourself off mm-hmm. or, like, turn everything around you off, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to, like, just be with yourself. Oh, my God. I yeah. can't even imagine how calming that must You should try be. it. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. Uh, I think, too, like, the time off your phone at night and then the time, because, like, you said, we're always consuming, especially, like, us. We're in front of screens all day long. Yeah. So if then you're laying in bed on your screen and then you wake up and the first thing you do is look at your screen, like, that's mm. literally your whole life. For is behind sure. the screen yeah mm-hmm. that's scary that waking yeah. up early and not going on your phone like i've started implementing that like the past month or two mm-hmm. and it really does change your whole yeah. mental state for the entire rest of the day for sure so that being said what does your idea uh, well hello that being <laughs> said what does your ideal day look like um so lately i've been waking up at like about 7 seven thirty, and i'll get up the first thing i do is make my bed um, and then while I'm making my bed, I like turn on the shower to get it kind of hot. And then I have, um, a vanity mirror in my bathroom that has like a Bluetooth that plays music. So I'll, I'll put on superhuman my app and they have the, these guided meditations for like positive getting ready in the morning, positive doing makeup for like anything you could think of. So I'll I put that, that on. And then while I'm in the shower, it's like envision your future self, like healthy and disciplined and all the stuff. I'm like, yes. <laughs> and then I get out of there. I do like my little skincare thing and I have a, the five minute journal, the gratitude journal. I do that. Love that. And then I feel like also like a big part of having a good morning is kind of preparing the night before. So I always lay out whatever I'm going to wear just to kind of like, again, for me, I'm always frazzled if I'm not prepared running late, that stuff. I just go into like freeze mode where I'm like, I can't think straight. Yeah. So for me, that's like preparation is like everything kind of the night before. Yeah. This is like a side question. Um, but cause I know like meditation is kind of different for everyone, mm-hmm. but like, when did you start getting into meditation and was it hard for you to get into? Cause I know for some people it's hard for them to like, yeah. get to that point of like, I can never actually do a completely quiet, silent meditation again. Cause like my mind just never fully shuts off, but I like to kind of do like a guided one. Mm-hmm with something on my phone that talks me through it. But I would like one day to get to the point where I'm just like completely silent and able to go into my own thoughts, but I I don't do that yet. Yeah, someone was telling me, I think it might've been you, Noel, or maybe it was someone else, but they were (laughs) telling me that like, for the longest time, they would like clean their house, listening to podcasts. Yeah. Yes. And one day they were just like, I am just, there's so much noise around me all the time. I'm just going to do my like chores around the house with complete silence. Yeah. And she said it was life changing. Yeah. I could see I, that. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know like if that, that was me. me. I love listening to podcasts. While I clean. <laughs> Same. And You're I like, also I don't like clean. Stress <laughs> clean. Like if I'm feeling stressed out, like that's Same. It. like what I'm doing is I'm deep cleaning my house. Yeah. Same. Which <laughs> leads me into the next question, which is, <laughs> what is your favorite way to clear your head? Is it meditation or do you like to keep yourself busy? Um, I, if I'm ever having like a day where I feel overwhelmed, I usually like to just kind of put my phone on do not disturb. And I just either will like take a nap or I'll just watch my favorite show and just kind of zone out of everything. Because sometimes if you're having one of those days that like nothing is really going good and you try to just kind of keep going with it you just feel like okay I'm just like one thing after another sometimes it's good to just like stop yeah. and be like I just want to completely go into my own little you know vortex absolutely do you have a self-care routine that you kind of like stick to after a bad mental health day yeah I'll usually take a bath at night I love baths so I'll take like an Epsom salt bath mm-hmm. put on meditation music light my little white sage candle and just kind of like Again, phone on do not disturb. I won't even like look at it till the yeah. day after. That's, That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. You have so much willpower. Like I know. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I want to be like Abigail. Literally. <laughs> I think everyone wants to be more like that. Like it's so hard to do these days. Yeah. Like honestly, I credit you for that. Cause like I think people also try to distract themselves with more with a lot phone. when they're like yeah. feeling down, like what's going on on TikTok or what's yeah. everyone else doing since my life sucks. Like yeah. mm-hmm. so that's oh, like exactly. very, very healthy that you do that. Thanks, guys. <laughs> totally. Um, so this is interesting because like I mean, I feel like a lot of these are all kind of relate in a lot of ways, but this one is um, what is the best way to get out of a depression and slump? And I'm curious to hear your thoughts on that. But also I want to I know we talked about like turning off your phones Mm. and getting away from like media and stuff. But I want to hear what helps you get out of a depression or slump normally. But then like, are there any like specific songs or movies yeah. that like really kind of just like put you in a happy place. I feel like definitely um there's some I usually really don't like to rewatch that many movies except if I'm like really anxious. I somewhere I like read that like people who like to rewatch their favorite movies do it because like they already know the ending or something. Mm-hmm. And one movie yes. I always like to watch is The Holiday. Because I feel like it's such, like, a good movie. It's just feel good. I've seen it a million times. It has, like, the Christmas feel to it and just, yeah. like, all good actors. And that's, mm-hmm. like, one that I always put on. It just kind of brings back this familiar feeling of, like, comfort. Yeah. Almost, yeah, totally. You know? And I'll, like, order some food from, like, my uh, like one of my favorite places or get, like, chicken noodle soup. Just, like, feel good food. Yeah. Or, like, mm. tomato soup with, like, a grilled cheese sandwich mm. dip. Just, like, things that kind of bring you back, like a little bit like nostalgic of yes. like staying home from school when you're little and stuff yeah. and just being like, okay, let's just like go back. That's to like the a basics. scientific thing. I think like, um, <laughs> like someone told me once to go back to always go back to what made you happy when you were a kid, like when you yeah. feel depressed. So like, mm-hmm. I think my friend was really into music or something. So her therapist was like, you should start writing songs again. And she was like, I am way too depressed with that. Like, I don't even know where I would start. And then yeah. she had just like one day did. And now like she comes yeah. home from work every day and just like writes and uh, you know, like wow. it's yeah. just, you got to go back to sometimes not like what would make me happy now, but like what made me happy when I was a child, yeah. like before anything scary it's happened to like me. It's almost like muscle memory, like yeah, yeah, in your exactly. mind though. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, and with the whole music thing, to add another layer to it, that's like not only like a thing that she did when she was a child, mm-hmm. but or younger, 
um, that like is a comfort level, but it's also like such a release because when yeah. you're writing yeah. music, yeah. you're putting your thoughts like out there on into pen and the paper. World. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, on pen and paper, and it's like manifestation while also mm. getting your thoughts out mm-hmm. while also just like creating art. And yeah. that's that's gotta be I'm like probably getting some validation. And yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Right. Oh my god. Yeah. 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 Hobbies are a huge thing. That like, mm. like I feel like we get so. I mean, like it sounds so funny, but like it's true. We're all so caught yeah. up in like work and relationships and like what, like just stupid hobbies. Like mm. that yeah. is what truly can help our hobby. mental health entirely. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Wait. Actually, that's an interesting th- thing to bring up. This is not written down, which you totally don't have to answer this, um, or we can cut it out. Sorry, guys. Sorry, viewers. Um, but um, or listeners, I should say. Um, but do you have hobbies that you kind of lean on to like, um, I mean, did I like yourself again? Kind of. Yeah. Did I already ask that? Besides tomato soup and grilled cheese. Yeah. (laughs) Um, probably just like tapping back into like the self care routines kind of just like putting everything else on hold and kind of being like selfish for a little bit because Mm -hmm. again, we always just have a million things that we kind of sometimes put before ourselves that it's nice to just be like, no, I'm tuning out the rest of the world and I'm doing like this. I'm going to take a bath. I'm going to do a hair mask, a full body mask, put on my favorite shows, like lock the doors, light my favorite candles. You know, it's just like kind of you time that you control the whole like, you know, setting and the, all the details. Well, that's amazing too because it's like a hobby of yours in a way because you're like, it relaxes you. But it's also like genuinely taking care of your body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for there's sure. like so many benefits to it at that yeah. point. Anyway, I had to I had to ask that. This is literally my <laughs> opportunity to ask Abigail any question I want. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next one. Um, did you grow up with any friends or family members with mental health health issues? Um, also totally don't have to get into like the deepness of it if you have, but did that affect you anyway? Like, how did you see the like that kind um, of unravel? I would say probably the one that stood out the most to me was my uncle, my mom's brother, who I worked for. He's like a brilliant dentist. Um, struggled with bipolar disorder. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah so, that's tough. was it? Did you? Were you ever like exposed to it? Well, he just killed himself last year. He shot oh, himself oh in my the head with a rifle. So sorry. Yeah. I'm so sorry. So that was that. the. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, anyways, yeah, (laughs) it's not funny. It's just like, (laughs) no, it's it's not funny. How does that affect you? How does that affect him? Yeah, no, but he was so brilliant because it was Mm. my mom, obviously. I mean, I worked for him when I was in college, but he would go into these bipolar episodes and he wouldn't show up to work for like a week and stuff. And I was like, mom, I don't understand that because I always see Uncle Tommy as this brilliant dentist and he's so charismatic and magnetic and stuff she's like yeah she's like that's my younger brother you don't know the half of him and stuff and I guess he would just go into these really dark episodes and like I mean I don't understand it like if you don't I guess have it or because I'd be like how like his life is perfect he makes so much money he's so successful and that's not the way that mental health works like it doesn't discriminate against your social class or your you know income and stuff and it was always kind of difficult to you know, understand that. But then, yeah, I remember my mom called me a couple months ago. She's like, Uncle Tommy's dead. He killed, he shot himself with a rifle in his house or something. I feel like that's always a thing too. Not that specifically, but um, like the idea of very intelligent, very successful people always struggling the most. For sure. I think that really came about or like people really 
picked up on that when Robin Williams died. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to say that picture. It's like him smiling super big. Yeah. And it's like, mm-hmm. hey, this was a really depressed person and nobody yeah. Yeah. thought so. That's like a sure. big thing in comedy too. Like a lot of comedians. Oh my, oh my gosh. So many comedians. Yeah. yeah. Just it's a like, guy that just recently. Bob the, Saget? No. Oh. The one that was on the Ellen DeGeneres show. <laughs> yeah, I do. Show. Oh, uh, Don't y'all yeah. laugh. Oh, Twitch. I But everyone's yeah. like, again, Twitch. this person was so. So. Yeah. The face of life. like happiness. You don't yeah. understand. Mm-hmm. But then I've heard that like sometimes the comedians are. Well, he wasn't like an actual comedian, but. But he was like, yeah. I mean, yeah. every person had the, I, I met him a couple times because I was a dancer growing up, Twitch. But also like every person who talked about him had the mm-hmm. same exact thing to say. And it's like, mm-hmm. he lit up every room. He always made sure everyone yeah. else was happy. He was yeah. the best person in the world. Like, which obviously they're going to say about somebody who they loved who passed away. But like, he really was like that. And yeah. like, right. brought, like right. so many actual comedians who make their living being funny, mm-hmm. like typically are the most mentally ill. And it's yeah. like. I don't know. It's really sad because yeah. a lot of them are very, very intelligent as well. Like you said, like they yeah. they can be geniuses, but just like can't get the the mental right. health part of it down yeah. as well. That's sad. Right. I hope we don't start seeing that effect in influencers too, because I think, I, know. I mean, obviously such a different world and such a different job, but comedians have to be on all the time. Influencers have to be on yeah. all the time. And it, mental health is, oh, sorry, I just hit you. Mental health is like a huge thing in the influencer space and yeah. like just making sure people are doing okay because they get you guys get so much hate. Yeah. Like not even just the hate, but like having to be pressure. Constant pressure. pressure yeah. Because the number one thing I think with influencers and probably celebrities in general, whether they're comedians or not, is um like it's almost like a uh What's the word? I'm, I can never think of the word I'm looking for, but the, 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 not the backlash, the response you get from the people who look at your content or whatever, yeah. even if it's positive, that's great. But like yeah. by the time you post something else, if it doesn't do as well, if it yeah. doesn't, you're going to be sad. Yeah. If it does, you know, like exactly. there's so many things based on numbers, constant based on other people's loop. feelings, it's yeah. constant feedback and that can affect your mental health so much because especially when you're an influencer, that's you're just putting yourself on the internet. So For if it's sure. not being perceived well, or if people don't like it, you think, well, I'm not likable and I'm mm-hmm. not like it's, yeah. it can be really tricky. It's a huge like reflection on yourself. Whereas like actors get to hide behind the fact that they're playing yeah. a role or musicians get to hide behind the fact that they're singing a song about a specific subject and that's not actually them. Yeah. Like I know Sam Smith, they, a lot of their music is written about like as if they were playing another person mm-hmm. yeah in their songs mm-hmm. so yeah i just I think taylor I, my, swift does that a bit too yeah a lot of music artists do that and i'm sure it's because putting all of yourself into your music in every song on these albums yeah. of 20 songs each like that's got to be a lot for sure i would want to play a role if, you try right. yeah. if i were them but <laughs> yeah. that's why with i mean i keep pointing at you abigail because you're like the <laughs> influencer but um <laughs> Yeah. Uh, have, yeah. Do you mind? Do you want to speak on that at all? Like, how- I think that there's also. I think we might have had this on our like list of things, but there's this one mm. thing I never knew it was actually like there was a term for it, but it's called the spotlight effect. Oh, where th- it's just basically like it happens more so with influencers, where you think people care about you a lot more than they actually do mm. in a, mm-hmm. but like in a good way because say like say I have like an off month and I'm not posting anything. I'm going through some stuff. It's like, I feel, oh my God, everybody's talking about me. They think I fell off. They're Mm going to forget about me. Mm -hmm. They're going to replace me with this new person, all this stuff. And it's like, at the end of the day, 
people really don't care that much or they're right. not really thinking about your last failure or they're not thinking about that time where you said stupid shit in your post or mm-hmm. you're on your like live or something unless it's like obviously like horrible or <laughs> right. you know what I mean Super but like sometimes we yeah. hang on too much to like our small little like hiccups that we think everybody's talking about them and it's like people really probably care more about themselves like their last failure or like when they went out last weekend and got drunk and said stupid stuff they're not thinking Mm. about like your photoshop fail from last tuesday as much as you're thinking about it you know what i mean even if they are they're thinking about it on tuesday and then come wednesday morning when another influencer does the same thing or they're like what photoshop yeah Yeah. (laughs) they're like i can't even remember what i had for dinner last night yeah (laughs) exactly so I, i feel like kind of when you think of it like that it takes away like a lot of the pressure I mean there still obviously always is pressure but it's better to just think like okay there's a million other things that people probably are like you know consumed with than your shortcomings you know and this kind of goes with that but the term imposter syndrome kind of like almost means the opposite it's more like yo why what do you mean I'm really talented and pretty like Mm. what like um so do you feel like being in social media, like how do you handle imposter syndrome or do you, or do you feel like the balance between the spotlight and imposter syndrome is kind of like, how do you handle that? Yeah. I feel like I've, de- I've definitely dealt with that like a lot because I've, you know, had these huge aspirations and dreams and stuff. But then sometimes when some of them would start to like go into motion, I'd be like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. Like I want all these like, you know, Kardashian level dreams, but I don't have the Kardashian budget and the team behind me. Like I'm just mm-hmm. this random girl from Pennsylvania. Like am I in over my head kind of, you know what I mean? But then I'm like, okay. Like, you know, just one day at a time. Not saying I have, like, Kardashian-level dreams, but you know what I mean? Like, anything. Like, I'm putting out this, you know, merchandise or this thing. Or, like, I remember when I did this uh, appearance on E! Daily Pop, I was, like, so nervous. I've never even watched it back because I just (laughs) – my nerves overcame me the day of. And I'm like, why didn't I get a media coach? Why didn't I get, like, a public speaking coach? And I was just (sighs) like, you know what, whatever. Like, just go with it. But, like, times like that, I'm like – you'll get through it. Like yeah. you did every other mm-hmm. time in your life, you know? Absolutely. You just learn from it. So and when you do, the rest is noise. Everything yeah. is just noise yeah. that you have to block out. Yeah. And it's like every single person that's successful that you follow, like the artists on your phone, the people behind the apps that you use, all of those people have had to be in uh-huh. situations and have failed 10 times before they had one, you know, success. Yeah. Totally. So it's like, you got to just kind of, Think like that. Um, how would you describe your spirituality and um, what is your relationship with your spirituality? Okay, so I believe in God uh, like a million percent. I have very strong faith. I feel like my faith is like probably the most important thing in my entire life because I feel like when you have a sense or a feeling that there's something greater than you, that it just allows you to kind of navigate through life. Like you're not overwhelmed by obstacles and Sometimes it's like you feel like you just can't do it by yourself. Like you need to be like, God, please give me the strength. Like I'm not asking you to take away my, you know, troubles or my obstacles or my hardships, but just give me the strength to like endure this and help me get to the other side. And I feel like that kind of just makes life like worth when we don't have God and we don't have, you know, faith or like belief in something larger than ourselves life can just be overwhelming because every Mm -hmm. day there's like a new thing we have to deal with. So sometimes when you're just like, you know, I can't do this on my own. Like I need you, God. It kind of just gives you that resolve that like Mm -hmm. no matter what, everything will be fine. You know? That's so true. I feel like even when you're going through like a tough situation, it's like there's so much. And I think that's why people 
like really lean on religion and like their yeah. faith because like to feel like there's something that there's like this isn't everything yeah like there's something that's coming or like I will be moving past this to get to this point yeah and someone's watching over me mm-hmm. especially even if you've like lost a family member and yeah. you're yeah. you feel like they're watching over you from heaven or whatever you believe heaven to be yeah like, that's such a like comforting one feeling. million percent yeah and I feel like even again like you said if you I feel like people who have really really strong faith and they lean into their spirituality they are able also like I've seen with people that I know they could deal with losing loved ones a little bit easier than people who maybe don't have a strong connection to their faith or their you know what I mean because they're Mm -hmm. like I know I'm gonna see you again and I know that this isn't the end of the road for us even though you're not here physically you've moved on but it gives them a little bit of you know like are you crying? Well, I just got a news notification that Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly have been spotted out together. <gasps> and they just had a fight over the weekend. With them, so sorry. Wait, are they, is it the one that they were leaving the therapist that I saw before? Um, she looks disheveled and crying. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it looks we like were it just... was taken on like an iPhone too. Like there's, it's like the worst photo quality ever. They haven't officially called off the engagement, but Megan took her ring off. <gasps> They've had Not issues the in the, the past. Spot. With okay. the thorns that makes Things it impossible to remove. Okay, so I don't think they're, ever. like, chilling. I think they just are, are, yeah. oh, yeah, she deleted her Instagram. She needs I to just look. Girl, like, so, yeah. if it gets to that point, like, it's done, it's Toxic, over, like, yeah. Seriously. Toxic, my God. I can't believe we were just having, like, a heartfelt conversation I about I, God. I know. <laughs> And I was like, we just talked for 20 minutes about the, them breaking up. And if this comes out now and this, yeah. this episode doesn't come out for two more weeks. I and know. And like perfectly happy and married by then. Then we just fucked up. But I'm sorry. No, that was, it needed time. I was I just like, I should probably do this. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. I think, <laughs> I think we can all say that Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly... Need to be done. Need, need, need to, to be, be done. Need to be done. They need God. <laughs> they need to listen to the breakup episode. Yeah. 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 Oh my God. They need yeah. to listen to the breakup um, episode and then Machine Gun Kelly needs to listen to this episode. Yeah. Because he can probably pick up on some things yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry to... Um, to derail the God. Yeah. Don't worry. That was a, and Megan Fox. <laughs> that was a good thought though, but jumping off that point, uh-huh. do you think... And I'm kind of restructuring this question, but do you believe in therapy and do you think therapy can connect with spirituality and both of those combining to like? Yeah, for sure. Because I I think that the like one of the main principles about spirituality is just believing that there's something bigger than yourself, something higher than yourself. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's almost I don't want to compare therapy to, you know, God, but I'm just saying maybe sometimes we feel overwhelmed when we think everything is like on our shoulders kind of Mm -hmm. so obviously spirituality would be the highest level of feeling that kind of desire to maybe like hand over some of your anxieties and some of your troubles to somebody higher than you and then obviously a therapist would be like a lower tier of that but just somebody who kind of gives you like a better opinion a better perspective no, are you totally. laughing at this what I'm saying <laughs> oh I'm like am I sounding like a total no, fucking she, like, no. was dropping her I'm, I'm, I'm fine, oh, I, uh, I'm fine. everyone's fine <laughs> and it's, I, I feel like sometimes almost we know the answer but we mm-hmm. doubt ourselves mm-hmm. so when we mm-hmm. hear somebody else reiterate it we're like 
Yeah. Uh, it's like, I feel like no matter what, we sometimes have the fucking answer inside of us the entire mm-hmm. time. Yep. But we always, like, self-doubt comes in there, insecurities or whatever, like, mm-hmm. not enough self-trust. And then when we, like, start to kind of tap into, you know, our intuition or getting advice from a professional, it's like, ah, oh, I already knew that. You're just telling me what I already knew, but I didn't trust myself enough to follow yeah. through. Yeah. That's so true. I feel like the combination between the two is, like like, a perfect kind of situation if you choose to be religious because like obviously your religion is like end all be all like your answer your truth your Mm -hmm. your like morals in a way and like all of that combined but then that therapist is like that person you can actually talk to and get that like professional yeah like outsider's opinion exactly and then whereas like your religion or your god it's just like a feeling you can connect with. Yeah. So for like sure. having that combination, a could feeling be. like a hope. Yeah. Like a, yeah, yeah. Like it's a and a community as well. I think yeah. that that's another thing about religion or spirituality or anything like that. Like it provides a sense of community, which is like I'm not alone in this world. Yeah. And like even more than like God or a higher power, but in like there's these other people that I can kind of like commune with. Yeah. And I think that that's so important. And I think that like that also really helps with mental health as well. Yeah. Like people who've kind of experienced hardships or have gone through like hell, you know, and then came out of the other side, like better than ever, you know? Yeah. Oh my God, that's a perfect segue into this next question. About Megan Fox. And <laughs> <laughs> Did you see their new hell tattoos? Their matching tattoos of fire. <laughs> the 666 ingrained on their heads. <laughs> oh my God, that's too funny. No, but also like, like in talking about like kind of people who have come through it and come through the other end, um, that sounds bad. Um, (laughs) but like who is your biggest inspiration and like maybe that's tied to mental health and like spirituality and all of that good stuff but like do you have you seen someone like really be successful with this and like inspire you to kind of also be on this path um i don't i don't know if i have specific i have like kind of a mix of a bunch of different people who I've been inspired by in my life but honestly this sounds like a little bit narcissistic but I feel like I'm actually one of my own inspirations just knowing like what I came like a small town not saying I like dealt with like you know horrible like hard knock life growing up but just kind of seeing how I made things happen for myself early on and still kind of maintained a lot of my good values and my character and never really lost side of my integrity and stuff while still trying to make my dreams happen. Like I always kind of go back to that sometimes if things out here are too fast paced and things are like, you lose sight sometimes of why you started and where you came from. So sometimes I'm just like, okay, go back to the drawing board. Like, you know, this is where you come from. Your roots. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it's important to kind of always remember your roots and use them and not try to abandon them, but you know, grow from them and evolve and stuff. So. That was such a good answer. Like I like, Thank I'm you. jealous. Like I wish. I I, I don't I'm think jealous. It sounds narcissistic at all. Are you no, sure? No. Like, no. You should be one of your own biggest like, people that you look up to. Yeah, okay. especially like, with the career you've had, the yeah. things you've gone yeah. through. Like, true. Like, like, let's not discount. Like, yeah, you're what right. You've done and right. to use that to propel you to keep going to further. Is, yeah, seems like the best motivation for sure. At yeah. that point. 
So what are three things that you love about yourself and what are three things that you could work on? Um, three things I love about myself. I love that I'm very creative. I love that I'm, um, what is the word? I guess I could see the potential in things. Like if I was somebody who flipped houses or something, I could look at a crack den of a house and be like, this could, I could see what the final product could look like instead of just, yeah, visionary. Mm -hmm. Um, That's such a nice yeah, word. Yeah, <laughs> I like that way better than my cracked end comparison. <laughs> I'm like, do you know Black China's mom by any chance? <laughs> it's like, okay. I'm like channeling. <laughs> Yours sounded way better, visionary. <laughs> um, and what else? I feel like I definitely, I'm fearless for sure. Mm -hmm. I've never really had like any kind of qualms about attempting things, even if I think that they're outlandish and crazy. And I like that about myself. I'm definitely a risk taker risk taker for sure um but three things I wish I, that I want to improve or work on I'm very impatient and I get overwhelmed easily like I'm not good at kind of multitasking and sometimes if I feel overwhelmed I just go into like hermit mode and I'm like nobody bother me and I, I want to learn kind of how to just keep calm and mm. you know handle things and carry on yeah keep <laughs> on, carry on. exactly <laughs> um yeah no, that was perfect. Okay. Um, I feel like this kind of ties into what you just said, but this is something that I struggle with a lot too, so I'm glad a fan asked this. But okay. how do you handle comparison or just like comparing yourself to others? Because I feel like that's something that yeah, everyone, everyone struggles, struggles with, with, especially yeah. in the industry. Like in influencer culture, everyone's like, yeah. well, this person's getting this rate or this yeah. person's like doing yeah. this and getting sent to the Super Bowl with Rihanna. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Super Bowl with um, I don't, I've never really dealt with that kind of stuff because I feel like there's so many different people and everybody has like different, you know, things and qualities mm. about them. I more so compare myself to myself and I'm like, Two years ago, I had, like, this huge year, and, like, I was, like, you know, this, 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 and this, like, nonstop. And then I'm, like, this year's been slower. Sometimes I kind of get stuck in my head about that. And I'm, like, okay, well, that year you also were, like, blah, 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 and you didn't have all this stuff to deal with. So sometimes I kind of try to be, like, okay, just always just focus on, like, you know, the time. Don't, don't worry about the past or the future too much. Just be, like, this is what I have to do in this season. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, because I feel like sometimes you could get kind of stuck in, like, that level totally. of comparison which is yeah. like you know mm -hmm. and i've heard the best person to compare yourself to is your past mm -hmm. self yep. yeah yeah because like you can only really get better it's not like you're exactly. going to compare yourself to the, your past self and be like you know a worse person now yeah. or if you are you're gonna Hopefully check yourself not. yeah, yeah. <laughs> i like what you said too about like think about what's going on like this season like yeah. i don't know what that did in my head but like yeah, that, that made clicked. me think like <laughs> yeah it clicked but i'm also like okay like are you thinking of your life as like a reality show because yeah. that's one million percent that's i always say that pretend like everyone says main character energy but really pretend mm. that you are yeah. a character say, mm. pretend like somebody's filming a movie about your life so you really want to like jazz it up Mm -hmm. What would you, and it's like, what does this season of my show demand of me? Am I going to be more into fitness? I'm gonna, am I going to travel more? Am I going to be single? Am I going to mm. be more like into self-care? Like you're your own character and it's like right. season six of The Ratchelorette. Yeah. yeah. Coming yeah. soon. Coming soon. <laughs> yeah. But there's like comfort in that too. Cause like not only can you look at it like, okay, like what does, what is going to benefit my character this season, Good. but also like the unknown and what's scary that yeah. you can't control it's like 
the writers are going to yeah. handle yeah. that. Like, yeah, it'll exactly. fall into yeah. the script. Like, like yeah. It's going to happen. I'll find out when I need to find out. Yeah. And that's all I can do as an actor. Exactly. Because yeah. mm-hmm. we always get in our heads about like, what's going to happen in the future? And it's like, if you just think of things as a season right. of your show... Then you and just some know seasons it. are better than others. And exactly. Yeah. I like comparing it to like the seasons of like the actual seasons, like fall, winter, mm. spring. And yeah, like sometimes you're like in a winter season and it's like, you know yeah. what? Not a lot is happening right now. And like yeah. I can't really do anything about yeah. it. Yeah. But yeah. I know I'm gonna come into my summer soon. Yeah. yeah. Girl Miley summer Cyrus and the summer vacation. Yeah. Oh <laughs> Isn't that the name of her album? I do you think, think so. that's why? Oh, I don't know. I don't like, <laughs> maybe she's in the summer actually. season of her life. Isn't Miley's new album that's coming out called? She, I thought oh you were yeah, like a Miley so. stan. I was like having a crisis about that the other day. That flower song oh, wow. is off of a new album that I believe is called <laughs> "And the Summer like, Vacation." Just a single. That's crazy. I think she's heard about the success of Hot Girl Summer from Megan Thee Stallion and was like, "Let me get in on this." Oh yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that was a really good answer. Like, I I need to start comparing myself to myself. Yes. Yeah. That is your seasons of your show. Yeah, yes. yeah, really exactly. yeah. Oh my god! And must I say, guys, this season of our show, incredible. Gonna be the, be- <laughs> the best, yeah, the best, yeah. It really is. <laughs> and um, that's another thing too. I never say the best ever yet. Like I always say, the best yet. Like walking into yes. the best year of my life yet, because oh, yeah, that means so, so far this will be the best. But then next year might be it even better, be better than, than this. Yeah, because yeah, if you say the best ever, it means like it can only go down from here. But right. if you say it's the best yet, it means it's going to just keep climbing. This is the I'm best yet. I'm obsessed with that. Yeah. God, you're such like a I'm manifest queen. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's true though, and the way you like talk to yourself like that really yeah. actually can manifest in your real life. Yeah. Like, oh crazy. yeah. Abigail, don't be surprised if you get some text from me. I'm going to be like, Abigail, <laughs> tell me what to do here. Like, listen. <laughs> My guru. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. Oh, Jenna, do you want to take the next one? Yeah. So do you have any um, triggers, I guess is the word, and how do you identify them and maybe what are they? Mm. So like you said, running late can kind yeah. of trigger anxiety, things like that. Or is it maybe someone something someone does or says that can kind of are yeah. we thinking like trigger like bad mental health like I think habits? like when I think of the word trigger I maybe not so much like uh, dive right into all of your bad mental health habits but maybe where you know like I'm not feeling mentally my best like this yeah. is a trigger yeah. for me like example if I sleep in and I'm running late I know I'm going to have an anxious day like yeah. that's mm-hmm. definitely it, the being rushed for sure yeah so I try to kind of like get rid of my short term, like, pl- like again, like sleeping in is always something that I kind of like have learned to work around. Like I'll put my phone far away from my bed so that in the morning when I'm like unconscious, I don't just talk myself into be like 20 minutes more won't hurt because then I know right. I'm going to be making up for that the rest of the day, being anxious, rushed, yeah. feeling like unprepared and stuff. So I kind of have tried to like, I, I know my weaknesses, so I set my phone further away from my bed. I give myself a slow morning. I give myself enough time to get up and do all those things that I said. And then that'll really set my tone for the day, set my mood. And that like the happier I am, I mean, it's like anyone. You just, Mm -hmm. you can get more done. You can just, I'm not somebody who could kind of like turn it off at Mm -hmm. a moment's notice. So I really do try to kind of have, you know, total control over my morning Mm -hmm. so that I could show up as my best self for like Mm -hmm. the rest of the day. So, so when you say you're not able to turn it off, do you mean like once you have that trigger, I guess yeah. you're sort of like, I feel in like it's that. just like a dominant, like it's yeah. like a sequence of events that is just like one thing after the other. And I try not to like fall into that trap because people say, oh, just because you had like a bad morning doesn't mean you're going to have a bad yeah. day. But sometimes for me, it really means I'm going to have a fucking <laughs> <Yeah>. bad day. <laughs> sometimes it'd be like that. Yeah. Do you feel like people can ever be triggers for you? 
like certain types of like personalities yeah. mm, or definitely I've noticed that question. with myself because yeah. yeah. I'm like I don't know this is like a constant <laughs> conversation but like the whole like people in LA industry vibes yeah. like uh, sometimes that can be a trigger for me where I'm like oh yeah. like you're one of these like industry yeah. bros that is just like <laughs> for so, sure yeah I used to actually have a hair person that would come and do my hair at like 9 a.m. But they started working at 5 a.m. every day that they would come to me. So by the time they would come to me, they'd be exhausted, miserable. And I'm just like waking up from my day. At 9 a.m., I'm happy. And they're miserable showing up, bitching about their other clients. And I'm like, you know what? I really would like if you just showed up here with like a fresh slate. Because when you come here like complaining and nagging mm, and yeah. being exhausted and your energy's low, it's just kind of like rubbing off on me. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't work with them anymore. But it was yeah. just like I picked up that energy like right away. You know, especially totally. doing a profession like that, like you can't come into that new space with that. For sure. That attitude. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. especially working with talent, obviously, mm-hmm. like, oh, my God. Yeah. You have to be fresh for each new yeah. person. Yeah. Like you have to be like, yeah, exactly. And it's not even like, oh, you have to be fake. Like you can be like, hey, I'm having yeah. a bad day. I'm so sorry. You can be silent. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather somebody be I'd silent. I'd rather silence. Yeah. Then the like, complaint. I'm like your therapist, your unpaid therapist <laughs> at nine in the morning. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> You're paying them for them. <laughs> for to them to you. <laughs> a little backwards. Yeah. And even if they were like, hey, like I'm, I just, I'm having a bad day. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I just had to get this off my chest. Like then you could be like, okay, well let's turn this day around. Yeah. Really. Like, let's like, have fun. Yeah. That's how I look at it. Like there's always a new opportunity to be yeah. having fun. Yeah. And like if that's like a one-time thing, that's fine. Yeah. Totally. But like the second time you complain to somebody about something, you're not looking for a solution. You're just looking mm. for somebody to vent to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're yes. looking for like sympathy. Like and if either, like the first time you were really responsive and kind and nice, like I'm sure you were because you are, then they're like, oh, they care. And then they almost almost get this like like addiction to being miserable around you because you have such the opposite energy that they get like addicted to your positivity even though there does that make sense no for sure and they kind of get like stuck yeah like I've had that conversation so many times people who a lot of times people who are miserable want to stay miserable because they love the attention they're getting from sure we also kind of touched on that in the breakup episode or breakups episode um, because the whole like stealing energy thing, yeah, like they're coming in with negative energy, taking your good energy, yeah. recharging, and then leaving you with nothing. Yeah, it's like everything's like an energy exchange. Yeah, so yes. there's energy vampires who just drain the living like life out of you. Yeah, and when you leave them, you feel depleted. Like what the fuck did I just deal <laughs> yeah. with? You know, and then there's people that kind of recharge your batteries. Yeah. And That's sometimes sweet. those people aren't like always negative people. Sometimes they're high energy, positive people, yeah. but they still drain yeah. you. Yeah. And you really just have to like, I hate saying this, but based on like vibes, like yeah, I know. what the type of person they are. And if they, they're draining you, cut them from yeah. your life. Yeah. yeah. Dead weight. Seriously. Um, but yeah, next question. Um, what are some of your life passions? Like I am excited about this one. <laughs> My life passion. I mean, I just... Again, like I like being creative overall. Mm. So I feel like that is kind of like a limitless realm of things. Like, and you could always evolve with it, like come out with different products, create different things. Um, I do love traveling and I would love to kind of be able to incorporate traveling with being creative. And then obviously the more successful I am, I could help more people because I really do love to give back. I like to help as much as I can with just whatever. Mm. My family, I like set them up with businesses and all that stuff. So who are three people that make you your happiest? Who do you like to surround yourself with to feel your best? 
Um, you totally don't have to say us three. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. Well, I, I would probably say like some of my siblings, but I don't see them that much. But we're we're all like in a group chat. But like they make me laugh so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, my, yeah, my siblings or like my parents or. I mean, obviously my friends, but if I'm thinking of like people that really, really make me laugh, I would say my three, the three youngest siblings besides me. Do you have sisters or brothers or both? The, I'm one of seven. Oh so my goodness. Yeah. Wait, okay. I need God. to know more about this real yeah. quick. Sorry <laughs> I'm, if you I'm the about fifth this. of seven. Oh. So there's four boys, three girls. Wow. Yeah. So that's that's crazy. crazy. We should do I a know. whole episode on what that's yeah, like. Yeah, big families. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, what do your siblings do they're all back in i mean they all do different stuff my two of my brothers have like an mma school that's cool that's awesome yeah um my other brother nathan is like a wildlife photographer and writer yeah and then my two of my sisters work for my mom she has like a creative child care program it's like a montessori basically yes yes yes. wow yeah Oh, that's so, um, that is so yeah, cool. I'll do like random stuff, wow. but I'm the only one who ever left our town. So they're all wow. Back wow. So they're all back in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Wow. Yeah. So when we film <sighs> the Rachelorette, so much to talk <laughs> about. We have to do a home episode <laughs> when you go home episode, to Pennsylvania. Yeah. That would be yeah. funny. Literally. Yeah. That is so I oh, have so many awful. like I've questions. I feel like now, but we at the. I know we're like <laughs> well, the do, timers out. We could do a whole other yeah thing about that. Yeah, because like uh, there's be really so much episode. to unpack there. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot. Awesome. I mean, that's like the fifth of seven. Like that's like true, true middle. Child. Yeah, it's like basically <laughs> middle. Yeah, but that's awesome that in your adult life you're still close with them. And yeah. uh, when being asked who makes you the happiest, that it's still your siblings. Like yes. that, not a lot yeah. of people can say that. Yeah, that's really cool. For sure. That's true. Yeah. Wait, yeah. can I ask one more question? Yeah. I'm so sorry. Time's um, up. I got to go. <laughs> We're on the clock. See? <laughs> no, because like with the whole like middle child and this being about mental health, do you mm. think like growing up with so many people in the house, like all of that, mm. did that affect your mental health and then living on your own now? Like yeah. that was like really monumental for you? I feel like, um, gr- well, growing up in my family with all the kids, I feel like it was kind of... They're spread out a lot, so there was never seven of us in the house at once. There's probably, like, four of us in the house at one time, but I always was, like, the, um, I don't want to say the black sheep, but I was, like, the, I just, everyone knew I would kind of get out of our town a little bit, Mm -hmm. and then I feel like there was a lot of pressure on me, always, Mm -hmm. kind of, and then, I don't know, I feel like it hasn't really affected my mental health that much, but I feel like... I'm like a giver and sometimes I feel like responsible for like, okay, well I helped my one sibling get like an apartment. Now I need to help the other ones like mm. with other things. And it's, I feel like I'm like a people pleaser, like that I always feel like I should be doing more. And I'm like, their problems like aren't always my problems, you 100%, know? Yeah. yeah. It's good to be there when you can be there for them. Yeah. But also like let them like live their life. For and sure. You'll you always swoop in and save everybody every single time something goes wrong. Right. Yeah. You know? And you'll always yeah. be their sister. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I filed for those papers last <laughs> last <laughs> month to be disassociated. With the oh my God. <laughs> that was kidding. a great note to end on. <laughs> like, I no longer speak to my family. <laughs> oh my God. Just kidding. Okay, guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to today's episode. I think we covered a lot about mental health and just a lot of things. Damn. I feel like I just left like an amazing therapy session. (laughs) Uh, Me too. Yeah, me too. (laughs) But um, yeah, that wraps it up. And I hope you guys have an amazing Valentine's Day. 
Uh, and I will see you guys next week for another episode of On Air. Bye.